What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. M.S.W. Media. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Welcome to the show, everybody, which we've dubbed Whiskey American Style, coming to you from Melrose Umbrella Company, located in the heart of Los Angeles' historic Melrose Shopping District. It's where I buy all my stuff, right here, yeah, all right, come on. Live studio audience. All my shopping around here. Uh, joining me, two frequent guests on the show, the lovely and talented Katya Dragotis. Hello. Yes, more clapping. And the quite tall, Emmy-winning writer-comedian, Tom Caltabiano. Yeah, yes. Tom. Great Woo! to see you. Off putting to applaud for yourself. What a great location we're in, right? This is Can a I great tell you spot. How much I, I love the umbrella. Every time I come here, I go, I wish I could come here every single day. Because of not because of the helicopter traffic, <laughs> because of the paparazzi lingering yeah, yeah, yeah. above in a helicopter. They knew you were gonna. You can't announce where you're gonna be, Dan, because <laughs> right. these paparazzi. You did post on it's your like, story. It's your yeah, fault. Yes. Yeah. It's like, but uh, it's a great spot. Yes. We're, so we're outside, inside. We're on yes. the back patio. This place is owned by the dynamic duo of Zach Patterson and Austin Melrose, old buddies of mine. They opened it in 2013. The And by the way, lest you think I copied this off the website, I did. Yes. Uh, the building in which the Melrose Umbrella Company's house was built in the midst of the excitement of the demise of Prohibition. Oh. So uh, that was the 18th Amendment, okay? Um, when they lifted it and they ratified the 21st Amendment, the only time in U.S. history this has happened. And the iconic image that marked that occasion was an umbrella with raindrops falling from the inside representing... The promise of many wet days to come. <laughs> nice. I had no idea. I love that story. This is all knowledge I'm laying on you that I lifted from the website. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah. anyway, on today's show, as I said, Whiskey American Style, we're going to sample five, I think, fantastic. Amer I think we're all going to find these delightful American whiskeys. They've, we've... They've all been featured on the show in some capacity, but not these particular expressions. So we're going to try them. We're going to jump right in. Katya, where would you put yourself on a scale of 1 to 10? Okay. 10 being your Michael Jackson, and not Michael Jackson the singer, Michael Jackson the Beer. whiskey aficionado. Got it. Legendary. Or Jim Merry or one of those. And 1 being you've never had a sip of whiskey in your life. Where would you put yourself? I'm going to say a six because I enjoy whiskey, but it's not something that I like necessarily always grab towards. Okay. Yeah. Tom? 
Uh, you said it goes up to 11? Yes. What? 10. 10. 10. 10. Okay, so then I'm or 11. A, I'm an 11. Okay. If it goes up to 10, I'm an 11. I love that. All right. Yeah. You, I, you do know your whiskey. I, reach, I know it, uh, yes, and I reach for it every single time I can. Oh. Yeah, and I'm not shaming you. No, it's for not, fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the just looking at these bottles. You're like thirsty. Well, it's the happiest I've ever been to see Dan <laughs> because I see the reflection of, of him in those bottles. It is, it is interesting you say that because when I get a new bottle of booze yeah it is exciting like yes. it's, it's like a you know a wonderful gift yeah from the boozy gods i did yeah. yes and first up the first one we're going to do today yeah and we'll be shooting the the, the breeze yeah. as they say in the biz we'll be shooting the breeze about lots of things including what you have going on tom although yes. you cannot talk about anything you're doing currently right because of the strike the strike there is really? a there is a strike you're not allowed yeah. to promote is there anything. a strike I don't, I don't know uh yeah uh oh, it's the it's the part i'm uh part of the hotel uh ah, yeah sanitary people. yeah yes yeah strike <laughs> he's, a, yes. he's a ups driver, UPS driver. <laughs> there's a lot of strikes to choose from yeah. the <laughs> things have gone downhill yes. since the no, not that it's downhill to be go become a ups driver but you no, were no. a writer on everybody loves raymond yes. for how many years uh, all, all, all the seasons nine years beginning to end yeah and I knew Ray from doing stand-up before, and I'm very good friends with Phil Rosenthal, who, as you know, has the uh, uh, honor of being on the Dan Dunn uh, uh, podcast frequently. More than any other guest. And he'll be back on again soon, yeah. and so will you. And he is, yes, and he has exploded since you, you, befriend, you were like Sinatra in the down years where people, yes. the, the mob <laughs> helped him out. You're like, Phil, let me put you on my, let me help you some way. And now he has become... He has become the Elvis of the food he's world. He's the guy. Yeah. Now it takes weeks for me to book him. <laughs> Before I'd say, Phil, he's like, yes, he'd be banging on my door. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, By the way, Dan, can I ask you, so these are all American whiskeys? Everything here. Okay. Made in America. Did we read off the names of them yet? Not yet. Okay. I was going to do them one at a time to build them. the suspense. Yes. Okay. Uh, first up. Yes. It's a whiskey called Widow Jane. Is that the brand? Widow Jane is uh, is the brand, okay. and it's it's made out of Red Hook in Brooklyn. Love it. The, uh, hip area. And so when so just only because I went to sorry I went to uh, New York University, uh, and so when I went there back in the fifties, the Red Hook was <laughs> a terrible neighborhood. Okay, and it has since come up. And so for those that know New York from then, you're like they make it in Red. How how many of the bottlers survived? It's like no no no. It's a nice. Place now, so I'm. It's like super bougie. This will be the first time, yes, I'll ever taste. You've this. never had a Red Hook, well, Red Hook whiskey, correct? And by the way, this this is the first time really anybody's tasting this particular expression, which is Widow Jane Paradigm Rye, which oh. just came out. Oh, it might not even be on shelves yet. It just came to me, and I brought it to you, and we're gonna we're gonna try this. A little bit about Widow Jane, just so you know. I believe it's named after a mine that was upstate Rosendale, New York. Does that sound familiar? Uh, which is where they source their water, their proofing water. Okay. Uh, which is the water they use to bring it down to proof. And uh, it was a natural reserve of mineral water. The mines used, before it became that, it used to produce the cement, which was used to construct some of the most iconic American landmarks such as the Brooklyn Bridge Got and the Empire it. State Building, okay. among others. So the, the water you get there is pure limestone filtered water from the mine. And uh, Widow Jane happens to have one of the country's largest holdings of long-aged bourbons. Wow. So we're going to try this rye. 
And here, I'm going to pass it down to you, Tom, the poor okay. First, we're going to be trying all of this neat, although it, I've been told that Zach Patterson is in the building, and he may step up. The owner of Melrose Umbrella Company and a, a, a bartender of mean merit, I will say that, Yes, may actually drop by and make us a couple of Pressure's drinks. Pressure's on. With some I would bet my life that he would not be willing to appear on this you show. You don't think he'll do it? No, not on this show. Well, guess what? You're about to die, because there he is. <laughs> you got a microphone for him right there. Here, jump Can in, I, will you, fella? Uh, will you, fella? Zach Patterson, everybody. Come on. Let's clap yes. it up. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Zach, are you wearing a oh no, are you wearing an umbrella hat? No. Oh, I am. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay, so yeah. He knew this was happening. You it's know. at the bad angle. It. That's He's why representing yeah. Yeah, the grand yeah. old man right there. The Melrose Umbrella Company hat, and that's the logo, the and, man with the umbrella. Yeah, and this is because if we end up drinking too much today, I forget where I work or where I need to go. I just I <laughs> yeah, show this hat, <laughs> tell me the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a dog collar. Somebody yeah. find you. Back to here. <laughs> can I just do the, before we go, can I just do the Make sound the, of the, the bottle, yeah, of the bottle <laughs> opening? Okay, first of all, it's the tallest bottle in our selection, right? And yes. it's an austere label, a beautiful, it's beautiful. right? Very right. beautiful. Here we go. Oh, oh yeah, amazing. Now, so Jack, you're a Widow Jane fan, I believe. Thank oh yes, you. yeah. Now, well, I want you to try it. We got another glass here yeah. for you. Let's try this. And why does he I get a love, clean glass? Well, what I what I <laughs> what I am interested in is this, Zach. When you try something, are you immediately thinking about what might work, in cocktail wise? That's a great question. And when I'm in the midst of oh, any of the venues or whatever we're doing, and we're thinking about menu changes. Absolutely. I smell something. I taste something. I'm making breakfast. I cook something for lunch. I just start thinking flavors and corporations. What go together? What have I not seen or what have I seen that I know works? So a lot of times, yes. But, you know, if I'm in with you and Tails the Cocktail in New Orleans, I'm, no, yeah. I'm just enjoying whatever's in my mouth. And that's, that's where I'm living. I love it. Well, let's try this. Yes. This is the Paradigm Rye. We're, we're going to be the first people in America trying this right now. Let's oh, see. really? Yeah, really. It's, it's, this is hot off the presses here. Here we go. So if they distill in New York... Where are they getting, where are they like actually farming the products? You know what I mean? So they, there's no. Widow Jane actually sources from yes, around the source. country. Okay. Yeah. And then they also do some, they also do some distilling themselves. Uh, so their facility in Red Hook, they have a warehouse for the aging. They have barreling, blending, and bottling there on site. But they source a lot of their whiskey. So, um, by the way, Dan, sorry. This is delicious. No, oh, it's yeah. still, yeah. Can we hear some tasting notes yes. from a professional for one second? Okay, all right, I'll give you some. I'll no, no, Dan, some. Dan, Dan, I was referring oh, to your guest. I thought guess. it was me. No, your guest. You I are, thought you were talking about yourself. Yes. I mean, the first thing I noticed, aside from the wonderful bouquet that's just opening up as it's sitting here, which, what are we at? We're at 46%, so that's going to happen a little bit. Uh, texturally, mouthfeel is phenomenal. Real rich, real full, creamy, everything about it. I mean, I took one sip. You know, I always like, you know, we taste, we take two, right? Yep. You take the one, you let your palate know more is coming in, and then all of a sudden you get the nuances. But straight away, I'm still actually feeding off one. I haven't even jumped to the second yet, and I'm, everything I just said is real. And I'm, I love texture, right? And I love mouthfeel. That, to me, is one of the most important things. And I think that's why, you know, look today, milk punches are everywhere. Thank goodness. Love them. But it's because that creamy mouthfeel. I think you have this inherently already built in this. Yeah, without any dairy. It's, it's funny you say that because I got a little lemon meringue pie thing going on okay. here. Anybody okay. else getting that? Okay. I'm getting like a buzzy, mm. no. like a weird buzzy, not weird, but like a buzzy texture to it. That, talking I, about texture. So. I think your pager might be going That's on. That's your pager, yeah. yeah. Um, um, by the <laughs> way, just so you know, this is 93 proof, 46.5% ABV. Yep, there we go. It's $50 a bottle. They've been laying down whiskey for the last five years, rye whiskey. And... They mix these together. They do a lot of blending. They come. I'm. I'm also getting. 
orange, mandarin orange kind of thing. Anybody else getting that? I'm really liking the lemon ring um, take on that. By the way, can I just say, you, you can tell when people are tasting something and they're not jumping out with words and it's like interesting and then you move on to next. How exciting is it that this is so good out of the gate, right? This is just phenomenal. And You're right. It yeah. is. It's, and so now what are you, what are you thinking cocktail-wise on this? If we were to Ooh, yeah, give you this bottle and well, say t- go to town, which we're about to do. You took me down the dessert route which mm-hmm. <laughs> I really would love to play with a little bit here. So I, I might actually disappear for a couple of minutes and try and come up with something. But I also, which I found real interesting, I've played a lot. I see that bottle of Mictors is sitting over there. So yeah. I, love, I love playing with mushrooms and whiskey. I think they go so well together. All different kinds. Typically, even when I'm blending, if I'm playing even with like chaga or lion's mane, I like throwing a little shiitake, a little something, a little extra umami in there. Mm-hmm. And the best so far that i found with shiitake that I love in the whiskey category is that Mictors American. I think it goes so well together. Okay. Even neat. When, every time I make a cocktail, it doesn't go back as good as that. I just create it when I do it neat. Um, and I throw some other fats and I do a little fat wash thing. But this straight away, as I'm thinking that, because now you asked that first question, do I think of things? And I was thinking mushrooms as I usually do. Straight away, this can pair well with some with mushrooms amazingly. Um, that, that, that's the last thing I was... <laughs> yeah, but I bet. Hear it. We, we, here's what I want to do, though. I want to, I'm going to start the timer. I'll oh, see how long it's going to take from the time Zach walks away <laughs> till he comes back with a uh, put that an award-winning cocktail. Well, Why put that, you know, well, it, it, it adds some drama. <laughs> <laughs> I got a full bottle here. It yeah. adds some drama Wid- to the episode. So just to, only because we, and for anyone just joining us, Dan, Widow Jane Paradigm Rye. Never before tasted by you or potentially anybody else. And I'm blown away by it. I, yeah. it was, this I is the first. Truly, this truly, is it. Yes, truly mo- blown away. Well well done, there's well two done. here that I have Bravo. not tried and, and, and the other three. Actually, no, that's – I have not tried the new expressional barrel that we're going to try. I have tried the Michters. I've tried the few. And then we're going to have Claremont Steep, which is another brand new product that I haven't tried yet either. So, uh, But from a, from a brand that we all know, Beam. But this one uh, – is is from Widow Jane and uh, oh, but Dan, you, you you told me you would be paying me tens of dollars to appear on your show. I would be happy with just that bottle. That <laughs> bottle it. is such. You can take it okay. with you. All, All right. right, I'm just gonna, claiming. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it now because I'm going right, to go try and make start, something with this. Timer. Start the oh, well. See how long it takes before we'll we see, see how lost and confused I get, and then show the hat and have to remember what I was doing. <laughs> okay, All right, come back with an empty bottle and. So for everybody, Zach is about is poised to leave. He's going to create hit the stop. He's going to create a cocktail. He spewed out a lot of information, and then Dan called him on it and said, "Prove it," and now prove it under pressure. So this is this is. Yeah, Probably suspenseful. the greatest test he's ever had. <laughs> and here we go. And, and go. go. Game on. All right. Two, three. Oh, sure. No, I no, count no, the whole no, time? No. Okay. <laughs> Friends, I love football. I really do. There's just something so exhilarating about watching grown men in silly padded outfits getting in there and mixing it up. And speaking of mixing it up, how's that for a segue, huh? When you're having friends over to watch football, the last thing in the world you want to do is be spending half the damn game playing Master Mixologist. It's a time-consuming pain in the ass. That's why my fridge is always well-stocked with ready-made mixers from Fresh Victor. If I've said it once, I've said it 14,763 times. You can buy the finest, fanciest, most expensive spirits in the world to make craft cocktails at home. But if you use Lamo mixers, you're going to get Lamo drinks. Well, that ain't going to happen with Fresh Victor, a line of all-natural, clean-label cocktail mixers that are as smooth as Josh Allen throwing the long ball. 
Fresh Victor features eight unique blends with contemporary flavors designed to suit any palate. All the ingredients are fair trade sourced. There's no artificial anything. Mixers are produced at a 100% solar-powered juicing plant with absolutely no waste. Right now, Fresh Victor is offering a blowout win of a deal to my listeners. Simply go to FreshVictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout, enter promo code WWD20 to get 20% off your order. Touchdown! Score! Something else! Here's what I know. Now's the time to treat yourself to the very best mixers on the market. And that's Fresh Victor. Hey, you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. And uh, you probably should get people to cut their promos before the drinking. What's your name? I'm Big J. Okerson. Okay. Well, that was good. Want to try another one? We gotta be honest. That's pretty funny, though. <laughs> I never uh, said no. I will definitely cut that one for sure. Yeah, that's goes, What's your name? Is oh yeah, it's Big J Ogerson. We've been drinking for like an hour. Have we been here for four hours? Can we try long. a promo where you get it right this time, Jay? What we're drinking with Dan Dunn, right? Your name's okay. Big J Ogerson. This show is called What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. Let's yes. let's make some magic happen. Promo magic. Here we go. Hey, everybody, it's Big J Ogerson, and you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. We got to do more of this stuff before the drinking. Widow Jane's head distiller and blender is Sienna Jevramov. And I, you know what, Tom, from the time you and I met many years ago, it's incredible to see how many women now have moved into positions of uh, master distillers and blenders where there just simply weren't. Yeah. 10, 15 years ago. When did we meet? 15 years ago, probably around there thought it was at the first Woodstock, but maybe it, was, <laughs> yeah, maybe it was later. I don't. Um, I just remember you were topless on my shoulders. That's all I remember. Yeah. So I assumed it was Woodstock, yeah. So it's really great to see that is a, a very welcome uh, development in the industry because, man, back in the day, especially when it came to whiskey in America, mm-hmm. yeah. well, there wasn't anybody. But the beauty of it to me is if you're blindfolded and agnostic about the sex – I just want the flavor and the yes. mouth, you know, everything you're yeah. describing. Exactly. So, and it's, it's not like, wow, this really fell off. I guess they're letting women do this now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I mean, it, it, but it, it's, it's a cool development in the industry and it's a thing that I, I love to see and, and bravo to Widow Jane for doing that. Again, we went over the specifics of this particular whiskey and you got any questions about uh, it? Uh, by the way, I would say that's the best out of the gate review of any whiskey you've ever had really out of, uh, right out of the well, gate did you see zach's face yeah he, he was, was blown away he, yes and i would assume that it's hard to blow him away especially with whiskey because i feel like melrose umbrella company like always feels like a whiskey spot to me too so it's fun that we're doing it here yeah, i don't know why it it's, it's got that kind of vibe it's got to that it, vibe you know, where yeah. if you go to tgi fridays yes that's more of a frozen long iced tea? strawberry daiquiri yeah. or long island iced tea kind yes. of vibe to it or uh, senior you. frogs <laughs> tom used to hang out there all the time right there yeah well i have the night shift there tonight so <laughs> you also saw dan without a shirt on at <laughs> so frogs. Uh, well that's everywhere I've seen. <laughs> yeah. so we're, we're we're anointing this one a winner yes love it and we're gonna see what zach's gonna come back with a cocktail at some point so i'm excited now we're gonna I, tom you've got yeah, so sorry. much and yeah, now i feel like i got a dump now a very recently released product that we're gonna try here you've heard of this company the james B Beam Distilling Company? Yeah, it was actually my grandma's, we joke, it was my grandma's third husband. Was it? Jim Beam. But not the Jim Beam. No. Okay. Because she loved him. That one. It was, got yeah. it. Oh, oh, I got yeah. you. All right, I see what you're grandma's saying. Grandma's third husband. 
it's just like the song with the guy I'm hanging out with my good friend Johnny Walker. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. The so 227 years of whiskey making. Mm. I mean, Beam is an iconic American brand that did merge with a Japanese company. But uh, <laughs> uh, so this is, I believe, their first foray into American single malt whiskey category. So this is not a bourbon. Okay. This is an American single malt whiskey. So. Uh, it's called Claremont Steep. That's C-L-E-R-M-O-N-T Steep. It was developed by Freddie No. Have you ever met Fred? I have uh, met Fred and toured Jim Beam with Fred. Oh. Yeah, so Freddie yeah. is the Fancy. eighth generation master distiller. Yep. And Freddie developed this in an attempt to sort of flesh out the full potential of a single grain. And in this case, it is American malted Barley. Oh, so, so here, for those of us unique. who are six six whiskey drinkers, six level, six, six level, level, six level, not sick, not yeah. sick. <laughs> for those that missed the beginning, we exactly. were rating your ability or yes. Remind difference between bourbon and whiskey. Can the, I the difference between well bourbon is whiskey. Bourbon is yeah. whiskey. So yeah. what? Yes. So let's let's see Tom. Let's test Tom. Like get, throw him out, Tom. Uh, bourbon fifty one percent corn. Okay. In the mash. Uh, char, in the mash char, in the mash bill, yeah. Charred uh, single-use barrels. What what kind of barrels, though? Uh, white American oak. Nice. Oak. That's correct. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it has to be made in the United States of America. That's correct. Yes. Not in Kentucky. Not in Kentucky, a lot of yeah. People, that's but a, that's it a has myth. to be America. In and I US. think it was the Bourbon Act. Um, 62, I think oh. it became a distinctive product. In, I, in don't the I don't know. In the, the 60s. Year. Yeah. Yeah. It's an easily look upable fact, but here's something. Any, wait, wait. There's a couple. You're almost there. Any other okay. rules? Um, the whiskey can't enter the barrel at higher than one hundred. One hundred. One twenty-five. One twenty-five. Otherwise, what is moonshine? And it can't. It just that's it becomes, the yeah. yeah. And, and then it can't enter right. the bottle, the barrel at, at, at higher than one twenty-five, and it can't enter the bottle at less than eighty proof. And nothing can be added. No coloring. All the colors got to come from the wood. And then the only other thing would be, if in order to be called a straight bourbon, it's got to spend at least two years in the barrel to be two. And to be a Kentucky straight, it's got to be made in Kentucky. Kentucky. Yes. There you go. So, so American whiskey does not getting, have the does not bar. have a lot of rules. In fact, that's one of the things Freddie was talking about was the American single malt category doesn't really have guidelines so you can make them up as you go and that leaves a lot of room for experimentation it also leaves a lot of room to mess things up yeah freddie can... was basic freddie said you know on the record is saying this was one of the biggest challenges of his career and yeah this is we're talking about a hall of fame uh, bourbon guy here yeah whiskey guy so uh a lot of eyes on him and have not tried this one either this okay. saw zach come from the kitchen so let me i just saw him get into his car yeah. <laughs> just left. With a bottle. So <laughs> he just went to bottle. Exactly. ready yeah, to drink arrested. cocktail next yeah. door. Once Came again, over, can of something. So well, here's something that Freddie No told Mr. No. Yes. Told me I we were touring the plant. I said, oh, there's screw tops and there's cork tops. And he said, there's, I, obviously we know that. And he said, you know, people like that sound. Yes. People like the feeling when they're uncorking that it's bottle. Like it just, yeah. Yes, hear it's it. not let's a hear screw. It. So let's hear it now okay. uh, for Claremont Steep. Here we go. Oh boy! Like exciting. Yeah. What, about, what about the sound about of it rye? pouring into the glass? The sound you of it pouring. Yeah. Sound effects here. Hold on. The glass is going to sound just like my mouth. Hold on. Sorry. There you go. 
I like the clink at the end. That's yeah, great. That's mine. Um, what about rye? Is that does that have to be a U.S. product as well? That's a good question. I don't know. Oh, I counted you guys. I love it. America. Have you ever encountered a rye whiskey? I don't think so. Can- Canadian rye. Can- yeah, well, Canadian yeah, Canada, rye. Oh yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, Never yeah, mind. Rye. Isn't that yeah. Canadian? But a class. Canadian. We're looking for a classification. You're right. saying like what is Tennessee whiskey? versus bourbon well the charcoal so, right but i'm yeah, saying there is there a rye system maybe when zach comes back and he's not long? he's been gone for quite some time all right uh, let's see can uh, we know all right let's get or? into this claremont steep here now we're gonna can i just okay. say dan a smaller a, a, a beautifully shaped bottle right yes all the bottles and are amazing i'm assuming that is barley yeah since that, this is a barley yeah, right the, barley. the image on the label which is a beautifully designed label um hmm Oh yeah, you're getting the grain on that. Like that is, wow, that's really that's just interesting. Very smooth, balanced. Uh, so we know it's for this is forty seven percent ABV. So that's going to put us at ninety four proof. It's fifty nine ninety nine, also known as sixty minus a penny uh, a bottle, which I think is a great price point for this. What do you think, Katya? Okay, this is a weird taste profile, and we're coming okay. from a six again. All right, dandelion. Oh, oh, oh you're naming a. Fi- you're not saying it tastes weird. Oh, you you're mean saying, a weird, this is a weird, this is a weird, weird tasting flavor. note? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah weird dandelion. Note. Are dandelion. you eating dandelions? Well, that's that's a. <laughs> I've never eaten a dandelion before. I wouldn't know. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm getting. Where'd you, you grow up? I'm getting had, bougainvillea. Minnesota. Come on, it checks out. Anybody Minnesota. else getting cactus and bougainvillea? I don't. Where, what are you looking as a child? I mean, have you had? Have you tasted smoke? Smoke is a popular well, taste I up, profile. I grew up rough in Philly. <laughs> I, I so tasted like cigarette smoke. butts. I think I probably ate when I was a kid. Right, yeah, right. You know, yeah, but smoke is around. like a good taste profile usually. Dandy, I can't, I can't, I can't, yeah, I have yeah, nothing, I'm I cannot comment well, on this. this episode. When Dan earlier said whatever it was, uh, you know, Mandarin Orange, well, I go, oh, am I tasting Mandarin Orange? So I don't know Dandelion, is, I'm, I'm going through my Rolodex of flavors and uh, Dandelion's not in there. So bright, so. <laughs> bright, uh, maybe that's the characteristic. Bright. So bit. I don't know what kind of barrels they're aging, so it's a five-year-old liquid. And they said it's matured in bespoke barrels. So that could be any. So they're not bound by the rules of bourbon. Okay. So it could be something that was, it could have it's, been a barrel that they used to store dandelions. That's uh-huh. right. Here we go. So okay. just for just for reverence, it's a complete left turn from what we started. 100%. Right? So we, we, we started with that rye. This is really the bar. I'm, I don't, I'm tasting the toast or whatever. It's a, it's a, I really in, enjoy it. It's a quite a departure for beam. For being, Which I think, yeah. and this, this kind of feels like being. this is Freddie sort of really Stepping putting his, his stamp on yeah, it and yeah. saying, because again, he's not being held to sort of a rigid standard of what he can do. So sure. he seems he's to have done a lot around. of really good stuff. What yeah. is typical for Beam that is bourbon. different from yeah. here? Like taste but profile, flavor wise. profile. Flavor pro- yeah, well, you're going to, because of bourbon, you're going to get the sweetness of the corn, and you're going to, okay. I mean, if, if you go through, I mean, Beam has a lot of whiskeys in their portfolio, yeah. so, yeah. And, and there's a big is, range. Yeah, Booker's but, is a delicious, delicious. Booker's great. But yeah. this one, you could say, is sort of a singular whiskey in their portfolio. This doesn't taste like anything, anything else that I've had, and I, and that's a good thing. I mean, it's really, uh, it's something else, this one. I'd be interested to see. I would ask Zach to make another cocktail, but it looks like he's going to be joining us on the next. He'll be joining all... us on that Phil episode. Yeah. We'll probably have him in a couple of weeks. We'll see him. 
I'm really enjoying this. Can I just say? I, uh, but you have to be ready for. You're not going to pour that last. Uh, these two expressions together side by side and go let's compare apples and apples mm-hmm. you're going to go okay prepare your palate for a left turn and it's 100 percent. yeah this is a uh i it they've stumped the band i I, yeah. I know we're, we're we're all kind of like what did he I'm do what did freddie do yeah. whatever he did it, it it's really I mean, working dare i say pine nut pinoli yes pinoli <laughs> Pine I only nuts, want yeah. weird. From now on, it's going to be weird. Take yeah. Wet yak wool. <laughs> never yet, never say uh, yeah. So not sweet. Let's just go from basics for people listening. The, the Claremont sweet. steep is not sweet. It is not. It is not great rhyming. Sweet, but it's also not bitter. It's not uh, bitter. It's, it's got a very. It, you certainly are getting the whole grain, grain. quality of this grain. whiskey. Mm. This is an earthy. Yeah, this thing I think is going to go like really well in an aromatic cocktail. Oh yes, uh, uh-huh. as opposed to a, I'm sure it'd be good in a sour too. But you but, mean like a Boulevardier, perhaps? Or that's a, exactly right. Say uh, Manhattan. A Manhattan, you know? Yes. So yeah, I was more of like a whiskey, uh, whiskey, ginger, vodka, soda type bartender. You want a vodka soda? I can get you one real quick. By the way, I, 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 Dan kind of knows this, but I bartended at a place called El Rio Grande in Manhattan, okay? Oh. And so we had three bartenders on each side. We have uh, Texas and Mexico uh, on two sides of a bar. We almost never uh, poured bourbon or scotch. It was so out. It was sea breezes and margaritas and all this stuff. And then this wave, if you could go back in time and go, hey, guys, you will be clamoring to have Claremont Steep or this Widow Jane Rye in your restaurant because you're going to pour hundreds of gallons and no one's going to want vodka. You would never, ever, ever would have believed it. You would not have believed it in a million years. What What do you think changed that in the industry? I think this podcast really. Yeah. Helped. I think me. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, I probably. would say the I would say Dale DeGroff and the cocktail. Uh, you know, Certainly. In 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 the so there's a lot of factors you can never you know it's not like who in, who invented the wheel well no Tom a little quick departure here so there's a apparently a happy hour coming in soon to yes. Melrose with they've invited in a bunch of the striking uh, WGA SAG and WGA pay, uh, people as a member of the WGA I'm wondering uh, how SAG. are you I'm how a are SAG you, after NWGA how are you feeling about these strikes Tom I don't think it looks like an early settlement to me. I know they've had meetings and I know they've had blackouts and stuff, but I think one of the big problems is there's this question of technology that n- neither side know, and they're trying to do this chess match in a good way because the writers are going, hey, don't replace us. And it feels like the producers are like, we're so close. Just come on. <laughs> Give us two more weeks. Done with you. Two more weeks and you guys will be, you know, sweeping the floors here. So I don't know. I, I think you know Sarah Silverman's got a, a lawsuit going, and I think that's going to be one of the more consequential things that's happening. Is What's because she's basically saying the only way AI can replicate what we're doing is it's got to scrub everything. So ah. in other words, if you put in to AI, tell me a joke in the style of Sarah Silverman mm-hmm. right. about uh, about traffic in LA. The only way it's going to generate that joke is it's going to. Yeah. Scrub all of Sarah Silverman's material. material. And she's saying that that should be, and I believe her. Like, yes, I don't you know how do, you... Yeah. A friend did it to me. I, my friend of mine did this a while back with chat GPT. Right. He said, write a couple paragraphs in the style of Dan Dunn. A bad Dunn. writer. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. <laughs> son of a bitch. I knew it was coming. In the style of a mediocre writer. Give me okay, mediocre, okay. will you? And uh, 
happy hour talking to a woman in a bar. Yeah. And he sent me these two paragraphs and it was crazy. Like really? it could have been and but in order to do that, yeah. it had to force to read your steal book. my shit. Yes. It had to copy me. Yeah. So it's the same thing as if you want to run a, a commercial and you want George Clooney to to be the voiceover in your commercial, but you don't want to pay George Clooney, you can't go out and hire a George Clooney impersonator. You right. will they will sue the sue hell out of you for doing yeah. that. So why is it you're able to do it with a computer? Interesting. Yeah. Right? It's the same thing. Same Absolutely. Idea. If you're going for that. By the way, you know what AI will not replace? The whiskey in my glass. That's right. Oh, so let's God. get another one going. Yes. Still waiting on Zach with that cocktail. And uh, speaking of Hollywood, my friend Marcus Efron is here. He's a director, a very talented director. Came in. He's watching. I am waving to him right now. If you want to grab a glass, you can pour yourself whatever you want here. And maybe we'll even have you on in a couple minutes. All right. Now okay. we're going to move on to Few. All right. Yes. So just a little yeah, little stuff on Few. It's founded by my buddy Paul Hletko in 2011. Kletko? It is located in the right? Chicago suburb of Evanston, mm-hmm. which we talked earlier right? about Prohibition. Evanston was the headquarters of the temperance movement that gave us that godforsaken error known as Prohibition. The, the 18th Amendment, the AKA the Noble Experiment, AKA the Volstead Act. Evanston, Illinois, Illinois. was where, what, what, uh, Mo, what's Molly Hatchet? And, you know, yeah. all, that's where that was all coming from. Um, and they repealed the 18th Amendment on December 5th, 1933, ratified the 21st Amendment. But Evanston stayed dry for decades no after that. Yeah. So it's, it's, Fitting. The irony that, irony that one of the best whiskeys in America now is coming out of Evanston. That's few. So now we're going to try this one. This is their, what do we got there, Tom? Which one? It's called straight bourbon whiskey. Okay. So this is, uh, this is, that they call is it Chicago the Lands bourbon. This is uh, 46.5 ABV, 93 proof. It's $50 a bottle. So I love that everything we're having is right in that range. Yeah. So yeah. it's not going to break the bank, but it's, it's, it and feels it's like, like the a right good comparison yeah. too, like um, of all of them. So what do we? Oh, the nose on this one—it's strong. Yeah, this is. Oh, I like this. So the mash bill on this is seventy percent corn. So you're going to probably get a little sweetness there. Twenty okay. percent rye, ten percent malt. Let's try it. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. some spice mm-hmm. and some sweetness, it's like you, Katya. Yeah, yeah you know it's spicy. like fall. It's a it's a nice little fall sipper. Are you getting that dry? I get like that the dryness though, right after. Yeah, like yep. that's sort of a stringency yeah, like right there. Yeah, right at the top, you... at the back. Mm. Wow, it's really. Yeah. I like that a lot. So now this is one that I like in a bourbon cocktail. I I have, I have few at home, and I, I I go to this a lot for a bourbon cocktail. I think it's a, it's a very mixable whiskey. Tom, you didn't it's, describe the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was just about to describe yeah. it. Yeah. So square. A rectangular bottle, shortest bottle in our lineup. Few F E W for those of you. That it looks are great on a bar card. I'd like to spell along with Dan's show. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, this looks. Uh, um, yeah, it's a very appealing bottle it to is. the eye. Uh, so, I'm loving this also. And Dan, how much, important is that? By the way, both of you. To yes, aesthetic. The aesthetic of the, of the bottle, like for you know your home bar. I love my bar cart. Like it's one of the centerpieces in my house, and so I want to make sure that like. If I have a bottle, nothing against Tito's. I like Tito's, but my Tito's is not on my bar cart. It's not my favorite bottle. Like, this is something that I'm going to display with, like, 
a nice decanter. It's like a whole, it's a whole experience when you come to my house and you look at my bar cart. Too. Wouldn't know because I've not gotten the invite yet. Have uh, you, Tom? Have you ever been I've been there that? twice, <laughs> but I never made it to the bar cart. We always make a left right away. It's true. <laughs> right into the room. kitchen yes. to make bread. Yeah, so Tom, make make, bread. Tom makes bread. Can I tell really? you, I feel bad because I baked bread for this broadcast and I forgot it. So <gasps> sitting on my no. bar at home. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, wait, look What's who it time? is, ladies What's and gentlemen. This is the Patterson has returned. How long do you think it took Zach to make this drink? 12 minutes. 1455. Well, I'm going to go like 22 minutes. 25 oh. minutes. Wow. So everybody out there listening, okay, if you come to Melrose Umbrella Company, make sure you leave yourself some time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. But he did make several things. Now, what do we got? So this now we're going back to the, this is to the Widow Jane, right? Back to the Widow Jane. All right. Okay. What did you do? Get on the mic. You got to get on the mic. Yeah, no one can hear mic. you. Yeah, let's sit him, let's sit him down. What a, what a walk-in presentation. This is amazing. This here's is amazing. Here's your phone. Zach Patterson is back with us. He is the proprietor of Melrose Umbrella Company. We challenged him to make a drink using Widow Jane Paradigm Rye, and he came back with three drinks. Okay. Because that's the kind of guy he is. He's not... And a... He... You know what? Yes. You know the saying, you give somebody an inch, they'll take a yard? Yes. You give him a yard... Keep going, We'll Dan. make three yards. Yeah, so. Zach, there's a lot of this where's, bottle gone. Where's AI when you need it? Yeah. <laughs> Come up with jokes. Okay. All right, what do we got here, man? Let's switch it Okay, do. so... Uh, I couldn't leave this table after talking about what I was talking about and then not at least attempt to do the fastest rapid fungi infusion I've ever done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh. So I did a super fast, dry, slight bit of olive oil, saute, Widow Jane infusion, which you can taste right here, which I will tell wow. you, uh, it's actually the only thing I have tasted so far, so we'll see how the rest comes out. Um, the aromatics together were crushing. This is the mushrooms. Can we? So there's a little bit of mushroom. And again, this is not long when you say to get when you say mushroom, you're I'm taking about actual it. raw I took mushroom. A like actual mushroom right now. I just ran to the kitchen, had Chef Juan grab one to me. I chopped it up. I cut up, moved over some taqueria space in the grill. Started sautéing those bad boys. Do a little bit of dry first, right? You don't break down the mycelium or the the, uh, the cell wall, the cheese and cell walls, right? Uh, and a lot of the beta glucans and a lot of the bioavailability of mushrooms actually come out in heat and and alcohol extracts, which is pretty fun. Fun little FYI. Uh, so I just did it real fast there, just see what the flavor and the aromatics would give us. Really fun. As it was happening, I was like, yes, I know this can work if I had more than two minutes, two minutes yeah, to yeah. run between several little places and figure that. So I did a little, little bit here that you can taste. You can see kind of the direction it would go on. Let me. It, this is unusual though, right, Zach? I mean, are, are a lot of people doing this with mushrooms? This is very unusual. Yeah, I've never heard of a cocktail I mean, are you? Uh, do you I love it. Do you know a lot of wow, bar folk that are doing wild, this? Right? Um, I don't. In fact... Jeremy Lake was the first mushroom cocktail I ever had. Jeremy Lake made it for me over at Crossroads. Oh. And I'd been playing with mushrooms oh. a lot in my life and had just not done that level of it. And so when I worked for Hunter S. Thompson, we played with mushrooms a lot too, but I think they were different than the ones you used here. I hope, or maybe not. Different and end result. I hope we'll not. find out You're now. Gonna know about now. Hey. <laughs> so for, I'm going to wait till after Dan uh, tastes uh, that. Wow. Wow. That is crazy. What's it's toasted, like so toasted. Good that is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And that was not as I would typically like to do it, but I knew I was on the clock here, so I had to come back with something. <gasps> oh, so the, it would be more the infused? The lingers even better. Be, more infused. The flavor so, would come out a little bit more. I'd, how I'd would you describe that, Dan? How would you describe I, that? It, it, like a cold soup. <laughs> An alcohol mushroom soup. Well, is it are we getting corn. a big umami blast? Like, what, Yeah, what is the, definitely getting the umami a little bit. Yeah. There, there's a flavor, because it's... it's it's, it's very balanced. It's very balanced the with flavor, the yeah. with the rye. I it's, might be on the fall kick because of this few, but I'm like kettle corn, fall, great. crisp, yes. like 
all the way. Beautiful, like toasted popcorn yes. notes kind of starting yep. to come through. Hey, do you guys so, want to switch seats? <laughs> yeah. I don't have to get in between. What is your, this one right here? So I'm glad you, you went here because essentially since I just had, I'm going to go back, only 22 minutes, 25 minutes to make this. So I whipped up a drink with that. So the rest of that oh, mushroom infusion, that. I went and essentially made a classic riff on a Manhattan, but I went more of a 50-50 style with Manhattan. So I did a little Torino as our sweet vermouth. Okay. I did the the Widow Jane with the shiitake infusion. I did a hint of Oloroso sherry. And, oh, uh, oh yeah? Oh, does it? Oh, please tell oh me. Oh, my just God. It's so good. Don't propose to him, Dan. <laughs> and then I, and I, and I, Sweeten the deal, you could say, with a with a little bit of a verna to kind of round it out more. Because we were talking dessert earlier, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted a dessert mm-hmm. after dinner drink. And, yep. and by the way, so every listening knows this. We didn't set this up. I challenged him <laughs> yeah. to go do this, and in 20 minutes he did it. Like he made infused <laughs> with mushrooms and made these cocktails. The Very coolest, impressive. The Phenom- coolest is- thing about that is that, as you say, like after dinner drink, you always think super, super sweet. And that's so balanced where you get a little bit of touch of dessert, but it's not like I'm overwhelmed and I have like a gut rut situation. Right. You know, it's, it's great. And now a word from one of our dream sponsors, Miller Lite Bowling Tournament, circa 1982. The score's all even! Last frame, who's up? Rodney. Rodney! Oh. Gotta be a mistake. Hey, you kidding? It's a piece of cake. Oh. All we need is one pin, Rodney. Like Deer from Miller, everything you always wanted in a beer and less. Hey, I didn't get my turn yet. I'm going to break this time. Um, okay, now we're going to move on to our next one here, which he has referenced. This is the Michter's. We love Michter's here on the show. Been a fan for a long time. Michter's US1 Kentucky Straight Rye. We're going to let Tom open the bottle for Ron, sound effect. Yep, Dan, sorry. Let's hear it. Oh, that was a good one. Tom, you are, you're killing it with the sound effects. Yeah, no. So we know about Michter's. The company that ultimately became Michter's was originally called Shanks. Mm. Was in Pennsylvania, and then it later became Bomberger's. Was founded in Pennsylvania in 1753, making it America's first whiskey company. Wow! Yeah. And um, Michter's, the name it eventually settled on, was the, one of the old owners. It was a combination of his sons' names, Michael and Peter. Michael, Peter. Mictors. That's what happened. Mm. Oh yeah. Now there's a lot of spice in that. That's the that's the spiciest whiskey we've had, right? It's very even, in my opinion. Even? Yes. Very balanced. Very smooth. balanced. Smooth. Balanced. See, you gotta teach me all these Right adjectives stand out. I'm new to the show. Dan doesn't coach people. I don't coach. I I like to appear to be the smartest person on the show. And obviously Zach's here today and he's killing me. Um, (laughs) He's a dead. So uh, I love this right off the bat again. See, this is the problem. These are all so delicious. Yeah. And such different animals. But this is, yes, if we're going to compare, this is closer to our Widow Jane rye, but different. This is... I, I think this is delightful. And by the way, a little bit more on Michter's because it's such a great story. Prohibition, again, killed Michter's. Um, well, killed what was then, I guess, Bomberger's. And then the uh, Lou Foreman, you know, yes. Brown, Foreman, Brown Foreman. Lou Foreman bought it, and he named it after his kids, okay? 89, 
we were talking about how nobody was drinking whiskey back then, and so they went under. Yeah. Went bankrupt. Bad timing. Just left the facility. Just left the facility Walked in Pennsylvania. Away. Joe Maglia, uh, the, the owner of Michter's, Joe Maglia, he, I believe he bought the name for like 200 bucks. The name of? Michter's. Oh, He okay. was able to buy, and I think he bought some of the equipment and stuff, and he moved it to Kentucky. Oh, okay. And, uh, but I mean, was able to resurrect this historic brand and then very quickly turn it into a brand that just wins, racks up the awards. If you ever watch uh, Billions, the show Billions, mm -hmm. Bobby Axelrod, whenever they bust out the whiskey on Billions, you know what they're drinking? McDurst. Really? By and what's the, way, the price point on this? This one is $48.99. Yeah. They're on the same uh, ballpark. Um, I would wrestle either one of you for the Michters tonight. So, I'm, Michters just, I'm just so giving you the heads favorite. up. All right. Uh, I'm, uh, it's neck and neck with the Widow James. But again, different tastes for different times. Right. You're right. True. So it's not, you saw the way Zach, he, right? He instantly was like, okay, different, different than the Widow Jane when he was drinking the um, Claremont Steep, right? But this is, this I would go to. I have to tell you, point of trivia. Uh, Ray did a, Ray Romano did a movie called The Big Sick. Okay. Yes. Yep. Excellent movie. Great movie. Uh, I was there helping the whole time. I come up with hopefully something funny in that uh, like whatever month it took to film it. But at one point on the set, there's a ton of Michters, and they must have sent it over just to send it over for a party, etc. And it was my happiest day on the set <laughs> when I saw bottles of Michters arrive. Everything we've had here today, I think all of these, all of these whiskey. Brands are mm -hmm. esteemed brands, and Michter's is certainly one of you know. People ask me my top ten whiskeys in America. It's certainly going to be in there, and it's uh, not even a question. Mm -hmm. Not that that's like a American rye grain for this one. Uh, what's it say on the proof there, Tom? Uh, let me... Oh, forty-two point four. I'm again getting cattle corn. You getting dandelion? What? I'm getting more dandelion. <laughs> more dandelion. <laughs> now I'm getting wildflower. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Have you had a rose? Flowery field of daffodils. Yeah. Is no, but I'm getting emerging from my mouth. <laughs> she grew up eating weird stuff. Yes. Yeah. I'm from Minnesota. Okay? Oh, you are. Yeah. Okay, that what, doesn't what's explain like it the, at all. What's the signature dish? Dish. Where you're Minnesota. From? Well, lard. besides dandelions, mm, lard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Butter. 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 Um, a lot of things that are just white, like bread. Mashed potatoes. Um, I don't know. You know, from how Minnesota, upset are you that Tom made bread and then forgot to bring I know. it? I just was thinking. I'm like, I the loaf was there. I go, okay, let me just put it in the car and I. You know why? It. Also, because it's really hard to find good bread in Los Angeles. So I make sourdough bread. I baked actually at Dan's house when I was under duress. Where, where, what part of town? You have to say this on the air, but what part of town? Do you live? Just write your West address Hollywood. down. I'll bring it to okay. you. I'll Amazing. Bring it to you. I'll Which bring is you. where Amazing. we are. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're a block away. Yeah. Okay. On Melrose. On Melrose. Melrose Umbrella Company. Melrose Umbrella Company. Uh, uh, by the way, the outdoor patio, the one it's thing amazing. that you have to point out for people to listen that are, are not in Los Angeles is there are no mosquitoes. There are no bugs. No. Like yes. outdoor, That's nice. Yeah, when you're in Minnesota, yes. we've it's already been ravaged, right? One of us would be missing from a mosquito yeah, well, carrying like, us. It would be yeah. this sound yeah. constantly. And you forget it when you go back mm -hmm. to one of these places where they have mosquitoes. You go, I forgot how good it was. Yeah. This is awesome. The more I talk, the less I drink. So I'm. So we're loving the Mictors. We're, we're loving all, We're all on board on this one. By the way, if we're, we're going to rank them 1 to 10, which is not fair because they're different flavor profiles, yeah. I'm going with an 11 again. Mm. 11 again. You love yeah. the 11. Uh, all right. This, I, is, this is fantastic. This is great. Um, 
I mentioned that Marcos Efron is here. He's a filmmaker extraordinaire. Can you mention your movie without being in trouble? Is that promoting or are you running afoul of? Well, I am not in either union. But maybe the actors will get mad at you. Oh, promote away. No, yeah, only no, if they're... Do it, do it, do it. No, <laughs> thank you. Um, I finished a movie uh -oh. earlier this year. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? I feel like I should get out of the way. For no, no, that. let's hear it. <laughs> well, fin fin finish that statement, though, and then, because he does have to be on mic. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll wait, we'll wait a second. By the way, yeah, we'll wait one second. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. so I, <laughs> I finished a movie earlier this year, finished post on a movie called Last Night on Earth that stars uh, Jake McLaughlin, Levin Rambin, Shane West, and the absolutely amazing D. Wallace Stone. Do I not count as a star? Didn't I do some voiceover Did in this you? thing? You, Did I get you? cut? Am I only cut? No, you I'm can't out. get cut. Yes. Wow. We need, we need I'm a radio guy. an extremely obnoxious sounding <laughs> asshole what? to be a radio voice. And immediately I thought of Dan That's kind of what he said to me. He goes, I need you to get on and sound like Alex Jones. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Typecasting. No, Type he casting. can't say that. He goes, you need to sound like an asshole. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I thought of you. I was yeah. just cut, cut from a Hallmark movie where they needed someone to play a podcast host. So I'm very upset about it. You were so, cut as a podcast host. I was host, cut yeah. as the podcast host on a Hallmark movie. That's unfortunate. So you finished the movie. <laughs> the movie's done. Uh, we are taking it out to market in about a month or so. Uh, we have our agency here in wonderful Los Angeles that's taking care of the sale of the film and hope everyone gets to see it sometime next year. Zach is back. Zach is back. Hello. Zach is back. He left with Claremont Steep. He ran out and he said, I will be right back with two delicious drinks and look what we have in front of us, Dan. Katya, you start. Um, this one looks like Describe that drink. That is a, that looks like something you're going to have before you lose your virginity. At a beach party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah this, exactly. is, this is prom night in a glass. No. Um, but it, it does look like um, something that I would enjoy in Cabo. Uh, I love a crushed ice moment. So, like, appreciate that. I love, I've noticed that Melrose Umbrella Company always has crushed ice, which is amazing. So, it's a tall, um, let, let's describe it for the people. It's a yes. tall glass, crushed ice, straw. How would you describe this color? Uh, well, I'm colorblind. So, it's a beautiful, oh, you're colorblind. It's a beautiful gray to I, me. <laughs> Um, Black and white color disorder as well. Interesting. Oh. Um, so it, it's kind of a like salmon, salmon pink color, right? Which is amazing that developed that from the Claremont, which is very right. warm brown color. And the flower, since the you've been flower. tasting dandelions. Yeah, Zach, have you ever described something a taste profile as tasting like dandelions? That reminds me of being a kid, right? That'd be the kid playing in a field, popping the top of the dandelion off, blowing the. But did you eat it, it afterwards? Because that's. Do you know the flavor profile? You know the flavor profile. Oh, dandelion? Yeah. yeah. You do. See? Very mm -hmm. bitter. Bitter. Oh. Oops. That was the wrong. Yeah. Wrong <laughs> okay, right? But there is a flower in the drink that she is drinking I now. I think you're talking about lily, lily of the valley. That's very sweet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where am I going? Here. Go to Dan. Yeah, Dan's the hers. I'll get yours. Okay, so. There is a candied ginger on top as well, which I'm really getting. Oh, I love a candied on. ginger. This is amazing. I feel like he's got a professional bartender back there making these for him. Are you really making these, Zach? Or so, so you got Teddy that. back there making these drinks? Let me give a life lesson to anyone who's asked to do something on the fly. The first thing I did when I ran behind the bar is I said, hey, Teddy, taste this real fast. <laughs> and he goes, oh, this is great. I'm like, now make a cocktail with it. Okay. <laughs> that then guaranteed that I was going to show up with two things, not just one. So everyone's already happy. 
Two, he's probably going to make something delicious, and he's yeah, well attuned nice. in Let's the most. Wow, wow. Oddly yeah. enough, though, that's Teddy's, so this is mine. Oh. What, what's, in that, what's in that one that we just had? What is yours? yours? Well, so Teddy inspired me for a second because I said, well, what do you think? What kind of direction you're going with on, on this? And he goes, I kind of want to go. He goes, truthfully, I want to, I want to take a classic, and I want to riff off a drink that's a Sam Ross cocktail. And that kind of led me to, I mean, Sam Ross, amazing, love the dude. Uh, Sam Ross, New York, uh, invented the penicillin. The penicillin, which, uh, yep, yep. You've been to if you've been to uh, early Adelaide, gonorrhea, early gonorrhea. He troubles. also invented. Wait, he did, <laughs> oh, what no, was the other one? He, he did two <laughs> big ones. Different penicillin. Thank you for the last. Ward eight was Ward eight him? No. I mean, his resume when you look at all the things that he's either done himself or consulted on, amazing. East coast to west coast, and probably Sam's invented some country, modern classics. A lot of modern penicillin classics. would be the most. So famous. we just kind of had some fun playing with that. And this, I. Actually, because of that, said, you know what? Why don't we riff a hint off of penicillin? So the candy ginger, I put a hint of ginger in there. Yep. Uh, a little blueberry thyme syrup. That's what I went with. I was That's where the color's coming ice, from, color. too. I wanted to go something with color, and I yep. wanted to go crushed ice. So when you talk about flavor, flavor didn't necessarily hit me straight away on this one. Color and presentation where I wanted it to go did. Mm-hmm. And then the flavor that I was pulling out when I was retasting was cinnamon. So I wanted to play something cinnamon-wise, and then I was thinking, you know, what plays well with cinnamon and I, I like cinnamon and ginger together. And then he was saying Sam Ross. I'm like, well, obviously ginger, Sam Ross, penicillin. How do I play that little level together? So I did a very loose iteration of something that could be broken down and maybe perceived as a penicillin riff uh, on this guy right here. You've got Delicious. a late August yes. cocktail. So it's the blend summer of like summer fall. and fall. And, and your guy, Ted, you're, he's a ringer back yeah, there? Or what's he's, yeah, he's <laughs> right. We get a round of applause now. here for Zach Patterson and the bar team. And we're going to get to our final whiskey before the show goes way too long. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. We know what's coming with it. We can't face it alone. Regular listeners to this program know that how much I love barrel craft spirits. Joe Beatrice is a friend of the show who is the proprietor of barrel, has been on the show numerous times. Barrel is one of the most sought-after whiskeys in the world, really, and whenever they put out a new batch, they get scooped up right away. Okay. And this one yes. is a new batch, Barrel new batch. batch 35, which is a blend of six, seven, eight, and 13-year-old bourbons. Can I just say, Dan? Yes. Uh, I have never had this bourbon. And as you know, I have, I love bourbon. And so I am Ooh, so Barrel's excited. a... As good as it gets, too. I mean, really is. I mean, I've, I've Joe's been on this show probably five times because wow. I, I love the guy. Yeah, and um, just for the ignorant, can you tell me more about it? Like, where so he's they? same thing. He's that he's doing is Widow Jane. They're sourcing their they source their spirit from right. all over the place. Right. They find barrels. They go to Canada. They go here. They go there, and they they bring them together and blend at their facility in, in South Kentucky, Philadelphia, in, in Kentucky. South Philly, no, in Kentucky. So. This is going to be this is going to be a high rye content. Uh, I think the eight year old you're going to get the softness. It's going to come from uh-huh. the from the younger whiskeys. Now this, is this, this. is this barrel proof. Am this I is a luminous amber color, right? Yes. When you say definitely cast strength. Oh boy, 117 proof. Oh yeah. So do we? That's, wanna, why, we, that's why we're wrapping with this. Do one. we want to touch a now, water? Now you're getting the jam. I'm getting this like jam on the nose, like jammy. A lot of fruit coming, like. Lemon, a little banana bread, Some maybe. Some apricot in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's it's a lot this, uh... going on on the nose on this, <laughs> yeah. man. Just a lot. I hate to use that word, but mouthfeel that you don't normally get on yeah. such a 
high alcohol volume. So with something like this, I, by the way, if you're listening, you're tasting some of these, I take a little sip and I kind of prime my palate, especially with the alcohol as high as it is. Chew it up. And now I'm going to take a bigger sip. Mm. Okay. Mexican hot chocolate. Wow. Get all over that, right? Oh. Chili peppers. This is a spicy spicy. whiskey. I think a little bit of water in there, probably going to open it up a little bit, but right. But just drinking it neat. Absinthe. Mm. Anybody getting a little absinthe notes? Cinnamon. Cinnamon for sure. Cinnamon for sure. So So the mash bill on this is 78% corn, 18% rye. So that's high rye for for bourbon. Very high. And 4% malted barley. The blending is Indiana whiskeys, Tennessee whiskeys, and Kentucky whiskeys. And um, if I put a little bit of water in, like that. So I think the water opens up a lot of the tropical fruit notes, a little papaya. Again, when you're tasting, water will basically you're proofing it down a little bit, which will open up other flavors that you might not have gotten that can get overwhelmed, especially when, what did we say this is again? 117. 117, yeah. Yeah. So This is some heat. That's 53.5% alcohol by volume. This is the highest alcohol content we've had today. Yeah. Tom, put your clothes back on. Jesus, Tom. (laughs) It's warm in here, Dan. Let a man Well, I mean, this is is a, a whiskey with oomph. Yeah. So let me just describe the bottle, right? It's a yeah. Would you describe it flask-like almost? It's an oval. Yeah, it kind of looks like an old yeah. An oval you want to stick it in your pocket? I want to take it in my pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get in that whiskey. Here you go. Um, you know um, what? You know it's good luck if a fly goes in the whiskey and you drink it. It's good luck. Is that? You're that a, up. I'm not making it up. Marcos will tell you. No way. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. It old, sounds like uh, it sounds like conspiracy. we're being conned. Yeah, yeah. yeah conspiracy. We're being conned. Yeah. No. We're being set up for a yeah. stink. I'm waiting for a fly to go in there. Ph- phenomenal. <laughs> this is phenomenal, also. And this uh, one, I believe. What are we talking about here, price wise? If you had to guess, let's take a guess. Let's see. How about this? The closest to the cost of this gets to bring it home with the okay, price see, is right this isn't fair because i've never had barrel bourbon so i don't know the base so it's air, yeah nor i you can well, let's okay. see let right. six years marcos age six years marcos what are you going to say how much is this the barrel bourbon batch 35 75 dollars 75 top mm-hmm. are we doing prices right rules six, closest to 69 you can go 60. over a little right yeah, you can go over. Just closest to dollar amount. Closest 60, to dollar oh, amount. You can go over. Okay, sixty-nine. So here, I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to give her a tip. If you think it's higher than any of those, just say seventy-six and you'll win. Yeah, you're you walking. But if the you bottle. think it's lower, then say yeah. Think of that on your bar cart. That's a good-looking bottle. It is a good-looking bottle. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go eighty-five. And what did you say? He said seventy-five. 75. The winner. Yeah. The bottle. Barrel Bourbon Batch 35, Katia Dragotis. It's eighty nine ninety nine a bottle, and you have now won the bottle. I don't like Wait, that you coached her. You kind of no, coached no, her. No, no, but you, you know what, what actually turned me? What? Was the bar cart comment. Oh. It was like, picture that on your bar cart, and I was like, that's a nice looking bottle. Yeah. That's going to look real nice. I know it's expensive. Yeah. There. Just for that, Dan, I'm going to correct you on your math from oh. three minutes ago. Oh, the 58. Proof. Proof point number. 58.5, <laughs> not 53.5. You know who's going to say anything? But yeah. you're it's a been a long show. So, you, know who, <laughs> you know who doesn't have to be good at math? Shakespeare. Okay? <laughs> and I put Dan Dunn in that category. 
By the way, Shakespeare just got banned in Florida. Is that true? Yeah, they're getting rid of it. Actually? That's, I'm not making that up. Because he has oh, tennis. Shit. Very sexual. Well, what does that mean? Um, yeah. All right. So barrel, bourbon. What more can you say? It's phenomenal. Kati is going to be having some parties at her house. With this on her bar. Can I deliver this bread personally? Bringing the bread over. Yeah, hey, where's that barrel? Yeah. I don't have any barrel bourbon. I saw you take it from the podcast. Doesn't any exist. other tasting notes, Marcus? Well, anything else you're getting here that needs to be said? There's the apricot. There's the cinnamon. There's mm-hmm. those, you know, um, Mexican coffee notes. And then, again, that feel in the mouth that you wouldn't expect with something with such a high alcohol volume. Usually that's kind of like acrid and, and hot in the mouth. This is was wonderful. Mm-hmm. By the way, I feel bad because he was in the middle of describing his movie, and then a bartender shows up right as he gets into it <laughs> yeah. with a with a p- delicious palette of drinks. It's like a stripper walking into your. Well, when his here's the thing. Yes. When his movie comes out. Yes, he'll you'll have him back. We're going to be back on because, in go. fact, I I'm going to have you back on soon. I did think of you the other day because we're going to do a wine episode. Okay. And uh, you love wine. In fact, I do. Um, Back in the day, I think it was for my website or something, you were doing a thing called Cinema Vino. Cinema Vino. Back. You would pair wines with movies, which oh, I is love a great that. idea. That's a great idea. So I've got a wine episode coming up, and I'm going to have you on as the guest. And Excellent. we can talk about your movie, talk about a lot of things, and Did drink some great wine. Did you a red and white for each movie, or just? No, it was, uh, this was back when I had made my first film with the lovely, and, and I'm on her side, Amber Heard. Yes. And Team Amber. Marcos took me to a party <laughs> at Amber Heard's house. I'm not going to give away too much. What was it? But you took me to a party at her house, and it was the, one of the most fun evenings I've ever had. It was such a, an amazing party. She was very sweet. It was great. She's one of the most lovely people that I know. Yeah, and I don't uh, know, sorry, I, I, but I also know, but I also know Johnny because of the hunter camp, and I'm just going to stay out of that. But hey, yeah, me yeah. too. Me yeah. too. That ship has sailed. But you anyway. made the movie, and soon the darkness. Sorry, yes, my that, that was her movie. That was your movie, Sin the Darkness? So I think I went to a premiere of that I at think Sunset Lemley. With me. You went with yeah. me, yeah. Ah, I went right. with TV's Dan Dunn yeah. and from Conan O'Brien. And so I, um, uh, I re- that's hysterical. So I saw that movie. With and me. Amber, well, she was there, right? She was there. Full you circle. And I love this. people saw the movie. Thank and you. wait, who is the that's guy the in it? Uh, Carl, Carl Urban. Carl Urban from... And Academy Award nominee, Adriana Barraza. That's right. And Odette wow. Yusman, now Odette Annabelle. It's a great movie. Thank you, Marcus. We're going to get into this on the episode with you because the strangeness that happened after that. But, uh-oh. Uh, but, ne- but, I, he, Marcos and I met, by the way, in, at uh, Sundance Film Festival. We had a mutual. Well, we met before that, but we had a mutual friend. And then you did a movie. You did a short that mm-hmm. was at Sundance. It was really, really well received. And that's how it started. And then you've been doing this. And then. Yep. The, the, mo- the ups. The, now he's back up. The movie industry is so easy to get into, and yes. just it, it, yeah. it, it, it's it's just like a money making machine. You pretty and, much just show up to Los Angeles. Yeah, you, and you show get up. It, right. There's no. There's never any bumps in the road. No. I I admire you. Just yeah. you know, it's it's a, a, a an easy path. It's a, to go yes. Down. Yeah, it's super easy. Yeah. You just show up with a screenplay. It doesn't uh-huh. matter what the words say. You can no. A hundred blank pages, and you just walk into. It's crazy. You can walk into yeah. Universal Studios yep. without an ID, a badge, an invitation, uh-huh. <laughs> and you and they say, "Well, that's cool. How much do you need? Yeah, thirty. Million? Okay, let, oh, we'll give you forty. Yeah, and it's that easy. So How about giving. some A-list actors that we would love to push your way? And also, you might want to get to a different bank that can hold more money. Yeah. Or, Do you want final cut? Sure, yeah, take it. Yeah. Do you have oh, a Swiss bank? Oh, is that Ryan Gosling yeah. across the line? Yeah. Ryan, come over here quick. So we, I think, by the way, I think the sarcastic run we're on is that mm. it's one of the hardest things to do is 
not only make a movie, but then to get it out, then to make some money, and then to be able to make another movie. Mm-hmm. And it's it just seems like it's that that any movie gets made. I don't care what level you are. I remember reading about Angelina Jolie having to pitch to make the Unbroken movie, you know, which was like whatever. And I'm like, doesn't isn't there, is there ever a level where you know Spielberg goes? You're just going making just the fucking it? movie. Can I please yeah. just make the movie? I think. Sp- Spielberg and Nolan and people like that. Tarantino. They don't They're have at a problem. the point. But I was at a, um, it was this event called The Three Amigos that Netflix put on where it was Guillermo del Toro, Alfonso Cuaron, and Alejandro Gonzalez and Yaritu, the three right. of them speaking. German, German speaking uh, <laughs> movie makers. <laughs> and even, and to hear Alejandro Gonzalez and Yaritu, who has Oscars and who's, you made the revenant to me, he's an incredible director. Yeah. To say that getting his last movie made was nearly impossible. That was Bardo. It is not easy. It does not matter who you are. It does not matter what success you have. Never. It is so never fucking hard it's wild. to get a movie made. And see, I'm, I'm biting my tongue right now because I'm not saying anything yeah. about what I have going on because yeah. I don't want to fucking jinx it. Jinx it? Yes. But you believe we'll, in that. We'll get into that at some point. Um, but by the way, what's, what, what I love is the fact that the whiskey makers have overcome every obstacle to make our to evening make so <laughs> it's so tolerable because this industry, the Hollywood industry, is so unbelievably brutally. Terrible. You need to drink whiskey. To you get need. To you must. And drink one whiskey. final note: since we're talking about whiskey drinking in Hollywood, I should point out that we were going to have on our show today the great, the legendary, yeah, George Gallo, yeah, writer of numerous movies including midnight run right he's also a, a very uh, highly regarded artist painter painter and george was not feeling well today so, so you send out were... a note to george george we hope you're feeling better yeah we're gonna have him back on the show another time yes when he's not uh, yes. pretending to be you, you, i mean you, when he's not <laughs> sick no actually you and i were on the phone with him and he said i'd love to and you've done it in the past and he loves whiskey he, he loves bourbon he might you know he just love it. wasn't feeling he, well, well he had today. a sore throat and he was like i don't want to get i know that i end up trying to make out with dan well no and he has <laughs> okay. a pitch meeting tomorrow and he did he did say that he's like nervous about because even a guy like him who's written huge movies yeah has to show up and do the dance yeah. okay we make my movie uh, by the way i think that sorry just from the outside for the for the public they if they knew the amount of effort that it takes and the amount of obstacles right because you can quit at any point mm-hmm. right you you want to quit at any point and one of the things i saw george lucas saying was like it's not you know you can't say to the audience you can't go into the audience in, in front of the theater and go listen um my main actors quit just so you know before this comes. <laughs> also um we didn't make our days meaning we didn't we had to cut a scene that would have made this one you can't say any of that right mm-hmm. so it's what movie can you make despite the obstacles because nobody cares the audience point. doesn't care how much somebody has sweat and no, they don't care that you lost two days to rain that mm-hmm. you're so and so on the crew got covid and couldn't show up they don't care they want to be entertained told, yes ent- entertained they want to be told a good story they want to be uh, introduced to characters that they care about and everything else is besides the point. is your problem it's it's like with whiskey we don't we're drinking this this happens to be every single bottle is delicious on its own and none nowhere is the bottle maker is the whiskey maker sitting here going i gotta tell you you know my main guy quit and then i had a bad rainfall that year it's like we don't well, care. i mean they're, yeah. they're, look not so much with spirits but with wine mm-hmm. i've talked to a lot of winemakers they're like because you you know we know corked wine but there's wines that are slightly off. They're not obviously corked, but they're a little bit off. And that could be 
the core could be the way the wine was handled. It could have been stored in the sun, whatever. And yeah. the winemaker's got it. doesn't matter. Doesn't when you matter. open that bottle and you're like, if the, if the restaurant had the thing sitting in the sun for 10 hours and you do, oh, this shit wine, they don't care. care. Yep. So put your best foot forward and hope that uh, yep. nobody else screws it up for you. At the, <laughs> end of the day, I think a winemaker, a whiskey maker, a, a writer, a filmmaker, an artist, you're just putting yourself out there to be ridiculed, shit upon, pilloried, or lauded. You can go either way. And it takes a little bit of, um, it takes chutzpah, it takes balls, it takes uh, psychosis. Strong whiskey. Psychosis, a little, a little bit of a, uh, of a masochistic um, thread in yourself to just say, you know what, I'm just going to put some piece of art out there, whether it's a painting mm-hmm. or a song or what have you. Podcast. Or podcast. <laughs> Well, I mean, well, Dan, you are, you are the, the, the yes. king of putting shit out there. The it's almost like stopping. you've teed it up for me. Speaking like- of lauding or ridiculing <laughs> or all these things, you can follow me at the imbiber on Instagram at WWD underscore podcast. Uh, Katya, where do they find you? Katya Dragonis or Purple Banter underscore. Tom? Uh, by the way, just just for this. You can't make this easy on me. Everybody's every, everybody right. If you just I got to go clean here. Everybody's rhyming 360 because my other projects don't. Uh, dovetail into alcohol okay. broadcasts. Everybody loves Raymond 360, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. Marcos? Marcos underscore Efron or MarcosEfron.com. I want to thank uh, my friends at Melrose Umbrella Company for having us here. Zach Patterson for stepping up and making some cocktails, man. When the yeah. pressure was on, he came through. Katya, Tom, Marcos, LJ, everybody that made this happen. And of course, to you listening out there, I know you have a lot of choices. There are currently 173,256 podcasts in the world. I looked it up today. And you chose to listen to this one. 173,255 suck ass. That's right. (laughs) And I appreciate you guys coming. We got coming up uh, in in the next few weeks. We got Phil Rosenthal. Yes. The great Phil Rosenthal, somebody feed Phil, Tom Caltabiano will be back for that one. Sorry. Uh, we're going to have the, the, the Leonard Skinner coming on the show. What? Leonard, well, the, whoever's left of Leonard Skinner. Really? Are, uh, are they promoting One of the, the Van Zants from Leonard okay. Skinner. They got a whiskey. Can I come to that? Coming Dan, on. You can and take come pictures? on to that. Yeah, yes, yeah. you can do that. Sure. Can I come uh, Marcos is going to be having his own episode where he and I will be drinking wine. I think it's going to be New Zealand wine. Ooh. It's coming up. I like I am springing this on you right now. He's has not agreed to do he this, just but I'm just assuming he's going to do it. And uh, then we got maybe we'll do something for the football season coming up and all that football good stuff. Season. Yeah. By the way, are the Philadelphia Eagles still? They are pro. We're going to win the Super Bowl. They're a pro yeah, team. No, we're not. No, we're not. Okay. No, you're not. No, you're not. On that note, I'm going to we're going <laughs> to let you go. Like Canadians, yeah. No, no. CFL, CFL is really hard. La la la. Fingers in the ear. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you. See you next week. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.